We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are live. Okay, welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Thies, here with my boy and my co-host, the 100K winner of uh, UFC, so I'm calling him the UFC savant from now on. We've got a big UFC slate tomorrow, um, but anyway, it's Brian Jester of Occupy Fantasy, at Brian Jester FF, Court Jesters, um, and do you have a different uh, FanDuel screen name, or is it? Yeah, I do. It's, so it's BMJ87 on FanDuel, one of the rare people with different screen names on both sites. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, we're back for uh, week lucky number 13. Uh, once again, our show is presented by Yahoo. Um, we are going to go uh, talk about the week 13 NFL slate. We're going to go uh, position by position, QB, wide receiver, running back, tight end, talk about some stacks. Um, but first of all, uh, how was your week last week? I know for me, it was freaking a disaster. It was awful. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was bad on Yahoo. It was, you know, predictably bad on FanDuel and DraftKings. But, you know, it's so funny, right? Like, we're, we're such degenerates because you and I, literally the entire show last week, we said, this week sucks. It's hard to find value. We don't like any of the lineup constructions that we're looking at. And, and you know, like a reasonable person would just sit out that week. But obviously, we could not do that. We both played. We both got crushed. And now we're on to week 13. But I will say I do like this week a lot better. You know, and I I, I didn't feel good. I hated everything. But then, like, going into Sunday, I, like, thought I liked my lineup. I, like, I thought I had a path. Well, that's how, that's like, how you know we're, we're insane, right? Like, we, yeah. we eventually talk ourselves into it at some point. I was like, all right, Lenny is dumb, bad chalk. All these fish are going to play Lenny. And uh, he's going to score 10 fantasy points. And I'm going to count my money by paying up for JT and uh, and CMC and Lenny and I'm going to fade Gaskin. Um, and, no, uh, <laughs> oh man. I mean, it was just like we said before the show, it just became laughable watching. So first, so I thought the process was sound yes. Carolina, great defense against the run, right? Uh, the bucks, a uh, the top number one passing offense right there. Um, and uh I just didn't I so I I thought it was a good spot to avoid and then he has an absolute career game and it just like this I just remember like I had I could do nothing even though I was miserable as I was I could do nothing but laugh when he like broke off that when he should have just downed it at like the 
three yard line or whatever at the end, of course, the end of the game, he just, just barreled through for like a 20, 22 yard touchdown. It was just, <laughs> oh my God, just was, the acceptance part of the grieving process at that point. It was so bad. Yep. All right. But uh, we're going to uh, figure out this week. Okay. It's a little different, uh, but it's a little the same. Same, same, but different. Um, so I, we do have much, I think a lot, you know, some more clear plays from at the running back position, like running back is loaded. Yes. Right. I feel gross with most of the quarterbacks. So I'm still struggling there. And I, and I kind of don't feel great about a lot of the running backs. I like some of them. So I like things a little bit better this week, um, especially at the running back position, but I still think it's pretty tough for QB at this point. Did you kind of have the same feelings? For sure. So yeah, when I when I said I really like this week, it was running back. We get some clear plays that are very easy to play, and then wide receiver. There are some values, and then we have the the range we always talk about. But yeah, quarterback is tough. It's not like we have any clear values. It's not like we have great spend up options because we have a couple guys off the main slate. We got a, a couple weather issues. So I do agree. I do agree. Quarterback is the toughest spot this week, and I think that'll be for for those of you out there who make a main lineup or cash lineup. I think that'll be the toughest spot to figure out. Yep. Okay. So let's just clear up a little housekeeping before we get started. Uh, once again, this show is presented by Yahoo. Uh, Yahoo is the place to, to play, in my opinion. I Most of my action goes on Yahoo now. Um, I've been like that for a while, and that's mainly because it's always been lower rake. I've found the competition to be a little bit lighter. I mean, there's still some good competition people, but they just don't focus enough uh, on on Yahoo because it's kind of a secondary site for them. So I think there's a there's a good edge there. Um, number one, but also like they've completely grown this season. They're uh, they've just been, you know, funding, putting, you know, printing money into the uh, DFS economy with uh, making, you know, some of these contests overlay like the million dollar baller, which is the best contest in the industry. It's a twenty dollar entry. It has two hundred K of guaranteed overlay. It is a minus twenty five percent management fee. So they are just putting two hundred thousand in the pot. They can't make any money. They're losing two hundred thousand on this tournament. But, um, you know, what I have noticed is that the NBA action has grown significantly all of a sudden. And it's a lot of these players that they've got to come in here are now playing in NBA. So uh, I'm bullish on the site going forward. But um, also they have the single game slates now, thank God, because I uh, shipped one down uh, last night, which kind of helped make up for my week last week. Um, So that was nice. But uh, they got the single uh, Thursday, Monday and Sunday night games. Um, They do the the single game contests um, and uh, they will have a live final this year. Uh, unfortunately, by winning last night, I didn't qualify. It wasn't part of it. I would looked after. I was like, "Oh, did I did I get a live qual- you know qualify?" If you solo take down a single game slate, that should automatically qualify you for. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll email and, and yeah. you know, say, <laughs> ask, beg. Um, all right. Anyways, so catch us on Yahoo. Play Yahoo. And uh, Brian at Occupy Fans, Occupy Fantasy is doing his um, his uh, bankroll challenge over there. So how's that going, by the way? <laughs> pretty rough so uh okay we so that's uh it. That's we, it. We, got some, we got some ground to make up <laughs> all right well let's do it okay so uh week lucky number 13 11 games three games with at least 50 point totals uh the first leading the way is the bucks uh minus 10 and a half at the falcons um you know 50 and a half point total then another game with a high total is the chargers at the Bengals. Bengals are three point favorite 15 and a half point total. We got Washington 
at the Raiders, who are two-point favorites with a 50-point total. From there, we've got some teams with some nice team totals, you know, in uh, in kind of blowout spots, what it looks like. The Rams are coming in with the highest team total at 30.25, um, and they are 13-point favorites against the Jags at home. They are coming off of three straight losses where they desperately want to get things turned around. They have done nothing but pump money into this team to make it, you know, with some elite players at a lot of different positions. Um, Odell got his first touchdown last week. Um, and, it, but, uh, he's a little bit banged up. We'll see. We'll, we'll you have a feeling whether he's going to play this week at all? I, I'm reading. No, it sounds like according to the, the coaches. I, I mean, it just, you would think that they'd be good enough to just handle this team without him, but you know, you never know. Um, Anyway, you know, especially when they've been losing like they have been. So it's been crazy. But uh, we also have the Colts, uh, who are nine and a half point favorites uh, in Houston playing the Texans. They have a nice 27 and a half point team total. And then we got the Vikings with a decent team total as they travel to Detroit against the Lions, where they have a 26.75 team total and they are seven point favorites. Um, from there, I always start off about the up and pace games. I look at uh, Derek Cardi's the blitz game level factors. I look for what, who who he's projecting for the most plays. So unlike last week, which was kind of an anomaly, things make sense because I always cross check it with uh, um, over at ETR, uh, Pat Thorman snaps and pace and um, they are in alignment this week, which is good to see because they usually are in alignment. But last week it, they were completely uh you know, against each other because it was such a weird slate. So anyway, the games that they all project to have uh, a bunch of plays are the Bucks at Falcons, that one with the high the high total. Um, uh, it is the Blitz most plays. Bucks games um, tend to tend to uh, have a lot of points. They have the the league's most total points, second most plays. Um, Bucks, like I mentioned earlier, are the highest passing team. Um, plus, uh, they have the highest opponent pass rate, so they're kind of have their that uh, pass funnel defense, you can't run on them. Everybody tries, and they're dumb when they do. If Vita Vea is in there in the middle, you cannot – there just are no holes to run through on this team. It's crazy, and everyone tries it, and they just look stupid. Atlanta will um, definitely try. Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Mike Davis are up, up the middle. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so that's a game. Then we got uh, Jacksonville uh, Rams that we talked about. Um, Rams have allowed the third most points per game. Um, during the last month, second most plays on the blitz game level factors for this week. Um, it is a get right spot for the talented Rams after three straight losses that I mentioned. And then, um, the third game that they, which I haven't really had any interest in and, um, you know, maybe I should, but, uh, is the Cardinals at the bears, um, from a projected play standpoint, and that's all hinging on the availability of Kyler Murray. Um, because when Kyler is at the helm, they play a lot faster. So um, those are kind of the up and pace games. But let's start it out at QB with our um, top values and then our main preferred plays. Um, I wrote down uh, number one top value, which I'm not sure how I feel about it um, because we're you know we're talking about main lineups here. But uh, Carson Wentz at 23, and that's just simply a function of he's playing the Texans, right? So there's some, there's some good and some bad. So he had 306 passing yards last week um, and 
probably provide some leverage off of JT, although maybe people will be playing them together and just trying to, at least in the main lineup, trying to kind of get all the points um, in this game, you know, but um, you certainly could leverage off of JT and play a passing, passing game uh, Colts lineup. Um, and, and the thing is, is that the Texans are, have been pretty good DVOA six against the pass, but they're 25th against the run. Um, but they have allowed a lot of fantasy production to QBs as they're 21st in DVP against QB 24th for RB, but this just screams like a Jonathan Taylor spot, but I could also see Carson Wentz working out. So he, I had him down and then um, I have two others that I'm kind of considering from value plays and just a little bit expensive from Wentz is Taylor Heineke. Um, where, you know, the first thing is he's playing the Raiders who have been getting worse and worse. They started out pretty good on the defensive end, but they've been, you know, getting worse and worse each week. Um, they are 25th in DVOA versus the past 20th in DVP versus the QB. He is mobile. Um, and uh, the Raiders have allowed the ninth most rushing yards to QB. So I think it's kind of a sneaky spot for some rushing upside for Taylor Heineke. He has been a QB 13 on the season. So um, I think he's definitely fine. He pairs well with Terry McLaurin, right? Like that's an easy pairing. So that that's a plus. Um, the other one I'm considering is Joe Burrow, $27. Now this is an interesting one too, because he's playing the Chargers who – have become a run funnel. Like they're just letting teams just gash them all game versus the run. And I think that's probably by design. And who who does the, who's doing great for the Bengals recently? Well, it's been uh, Joe Mixon who's just been going out. So I'm sure they will test that and, and feed and feed and feed. So I'm a little skittish about Burrow. And then, um, and then I just kind of start to a potentially, but that's what I had for values. Is, did you have the same ones? Do you have any di uh, different ones? Yeah, so I, so I, I do like Burrow and I like Heineke. Um, I didn't include them in my value section. I basically just went with the, the cheapest guys possible that you could possibly play. And I did have Wentz as the number one. And I'm going back and forth on it because obviously it's a great matchup. His projections are, are driven by their high team total. But I just have this feeling that after last week, um, you know, Frank Wright got a lot of a lot of flack for all the passing uh, plays that were drawn up, you know, they, they had the, the drive at the end of the game where they gave the JT a lot. They scored the touchdown fans and media were talking about their pass to run ratio. And in this game, I feel like they won't have to pass the ball. And if Wentz does get there, it's either Houston's way more competitive than we thought, or he just locks into the touchdown variance in the red zone, which obviously could happen against Houston. But uh, Wentz as from a projection standpoint is the top value. And then you can have guys like Tua and Trevor Lawrence and Jimmy D, none of which I feel great about, which means, Chris, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think in my main lineup, I could play any of those guys. I would probably play a stud or one of those $27 or higher guys in my main lineup. Yeah. So I, I wrote down when, so like I said, I probably won't, I, I don't feel like I'm going to end up using him at this point. Um, Heineke, I could, he's like the kind of play that I could like convince myself to be different and get onto. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense. Burrow, it just seems really risky with, um, with uh, this potentially being a mixing game, but he does have great passing game weapons. And so that game could shoot out. So that wouldn't, wouldn't uh, shock me if he was pretty good at that $27 price point. But you're right. Um, it's kind of I'm kind of looking to pay up this week, especially because we, we will get to it in a little bit. But we have such, you know, pretty good uh, running back value. 
um, this week. So the three top end guys I was looking for, we'll start from the priced lowest was Justin Herbert at 34. Um, he hasn't played great, but the, you know, 44 passing attempts last week, absolutely gashed the Steelers um, a, a couple weeks ago um, on the rushing side. I think he was like 90 yards. He rushed for anyway or something, but, um, and was like almost 400 yards passing. So it just went, went, so we know the ceiling is there. Um, this is a game uh, against uh, Cincy that I think could, could shoot out depending. So the, the Bengals are 19th in DVOA versus the pass. So I, I lukewarm on him. I'm kind of down to like Jalen Hurts. I want to play, but then there's that ankle issue at 30. He's $36. Um, I, I just like the, the matchup here. Um, and, you know, he did a, he was terrible last week. Terrible. Um, but he's playing the Jets. I will roster head chopper versus the De Jets. I say that every week. It's the truth. Um, but uh, the Jets, you can do whatever you want on, against them. They are 31st DVOA versus the pass, which is terrible. They are 30th against the run. Um, so uh, we were talking pre-show that, you know, we'll get into it. Maybe that, you know, maybe we want to feel comfortable about a running running back. Um, I would feel comfortable that Hertz would be that guy, but we have that ankle issue this week and his drop back passing has been terrible. So there is a lot of risk there. So then if I'm like, okay, $36 and there's a lot of risk, why don't I just play Lamar Jackson at 38? Right. Right. And so that's where I'm probably going to end up on. Now, Lamar has not been great. These last, he's been great on a season overall. These last two weeks, he's been extremely undesirable from a fantasy perspective. Um, and, but uh, the Steelers defense has been brutal and, you know, is just getting worse and they're banged up. They don't have Joe Hayden. They don't have TJ Watt right now. So um, like I said, Herbert rushed for 90 against them plus 382 passing yards. Um, and we know what we're getting with Lamar. We're getting the, like pretty much the best running back in the league with who guy who's looked pretty good in the passing game um, recently um, just not in these last two weeks, but, but, you know, he was definitely chucking it. Plus his weapons are all getting healthy, right? So he's got, he's got Bateman back. He's got uh, Sammy Watkins. He's got Mar Hollywood Brown. So he's got the core there. He's got Mark Andrews, who's um, just right behind Kelsey on the season um, in pretty much every category for a top tight end this season. So um, yeah, Lamar is, Lamar is the standout one for me. What do you got? I think this is one of the first weeks where, my top guy and your top guy is not the same. I actually have Stafford as my number one main preferred uh -huh. play. So 32 bucks. They have the number one team total on the week, 30 and a half points. Uh, sounds like Odell's going to miss, but they were doing just fine without him before he got there. And so to me, this looks like a get right spot for Stafford. And uh, again, $32 is kind of in that middle range price point where I think he's a little undervalued. And the, I think a big bump would be if Daryl Henderson is ruled out. He's questionable. Obviously, if he's out, that, that leaves just Sonny Michelle in the backfield, perhaps a little more pass-heavy. But I think he gets a good part of that 30.5-point team total. And, you know, there are some warts everywhere, so you're going to have to – you're not going to feel comfortable with who you take at quarterback this week. But I, for me, breaking the tie with number one team total, I think, is where I would go. Yeah, so like like I didn't even write down Brady either, right? Um, you know, and he's at forty two, um, and I kind of have them in the same category. Both, you know, 
teams that should should handle their business this week. So I could definitely see it. I do worry about Henderson a little bit, but he is banged up. Uh, Sony Michelle would definitely probably be in contention for a, a top play at running back if that is the case. Um, yeah, I just worry about. I don't know. You know, I just grab it. It's just a personal preference. Now I just gravitate towards the like rushing QBs every week. So I'm Can't always trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like, I think a Lamar, a big game Lamar is, is, is coming from Lamar. And I think Pittsburgh just watching their defense each week, just look worse and worse. It just makes me feel like that's, that's the spot, but uh, I get it. It's the Jags and I, I just wrote it down and started. So uh, I am going to have to, you know, rip into that more and consider him more since uh, he's your main play this, this week. Yeah. I mean, so, so and, and this is great. Cause you, you give me an out, right? Like if I lose <laughs> and I play Stafford, I can just tilt and blame you. And you know, that's fair. You on that's Twitter fair. I mean, anyone, how did, they, we can how blame did you get me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's big. That's equity, right? Like, yes, right. like, I mean, that's, that's, why people, that's why people subscribe to sites, right? They, if they if they have a losing lineup, they can blame the site. The number one it. reason. The yes. number one reason. Yeah. So if you guys play staff or any fails, feel free to, to at me on Twitter. But I think all this comes down to saying that the, the quarterback options are great for tournaments, right? You mentioned Burrow and Herbert. That game has one of the highest totals on the board, but it could be run heavy. We've seen these teams go run heavy. Uh, you mentioned Heineke and Derek Carr. I actually do like that game a lot, and I could I could be convinced to play one of those guys in my main lineup, especially um, as we'll get to the tight end. There's a value they could pair with Derek Carr, and then Brady Cousins. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of good tournament options this week, and we've seen this slate before. We haven't seen it in a couple of weeks, but we, where we do have a bunch of large favorites, and that does dictate a little bit differently how you construct your lineups. So I do, I do think it's if if you if you don't play the same contest every week and you you pick and choose, I think it's a much better tournament week. But uh, the quarterback position is tough. Yeah, and Tua could be good. Tua could be nice, mm-hmm. too, because especially now that Glennon is going to be uh, starting. I mean, the Giants should be a disaster again. Yep. And so, um, you know, and, and Tua pairs well easily with Waddle. True. Uh, although I do think that it, this is a Gaskin spot. Um, so, yeah, and then there's, like, Andy Dalton at min price there in, like, just from like that game that's projecting to be a high paced game. I mean, that's gross, right? But we're, <laughs> we're searching for some gross options for sure. Um, Russ, what's up with uh, Russ is $25. I'd be lying if I don't look, uh, he's looked terrible. And, and Pete Carroll is horrendous, right? Like it's nobody loves to run more than Pete Carroll, even with horrible running backs. And, God, they, but they did come out with some some talk this week that they got to get Metcalf the ball more. So there is some coach speak there, and I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't it, like if I don't look at Russ at twenty five dollars and think that you know this guy could could break the slate for twenty five bucks. Yeah, I mean, on, you know, yeah, like break right. Yeah, obviously he's looked terrible. If you just like take your your eyes out of the equation for a little bit and you get Russ Wilson priced the same as like Jimmy G and Trevor Lawrence and. Five dollars more than Dalton, and same as Wentz and two. Like it's Matt Matt Ryan. He's yes. Matt Ryan territory. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you got to think Russ turns it around a little bit. It's definitely the finger. You could see he, you know, just from a, a tape perspective, he's not stepping into his throws. Maybe he's worried about hitting his finger again. He's high, throwing high. He's going to get back to to being healthy. And you know, if they get the ball to DK or lock it a little bit more, I, I completely overlooked him at twenty five. But on Yahoo, I could I could totally see that. Yep, so I'm going to write him down, make sure I get a little bit of him. All right, um, let's move it on over to wide receiver. 
Um, all right. For values there, I wrote uh, Hunter Renfro at $18. Um, Waller is going to be out. Djax is banged up. Looks like he's going to be playing on um, the last I read. Um, but, uh, you know, last week he led Raiders in targets, catches, and receiving yards. And this is all about matchup in a game that I like. I think that this game, you know, could definitely pop off against uh, Washington, who is a pass funnel defense as well. Uh, Washington, they are 31st DVP to um, wide receivers as well, 30th in TVOA versus the pass. So um, Renfro just feels kind of safe from like a target projection. And uh, he does, you know, he isn't, you know, they're just lacking uh, end zone threats. You know, you know what was crazy in that Dallas game? Um, they couldn't doubt, you know, Dallas, how much is Zay Jones? Zay Jones got to be min price, is he? Uh, yeah, Zay Jones is super cheap. He's been getting opportunity and running around. He looked really good. Like, first of all, I couldn't believe that Dallas couldn't, like, so Waller leaves the game and Dallas could not stop Zay Jones. It was just, it was amazing. And, like, they they were, you know, Pat P.I.'s all game, which was crazy. That was a crazy game. But, uh yeah, knock me out I, the DraftKings survivor. There was a hundred people left, so that I was very tilting watching. That I, game. I I hammered them. I bet them hard uh, <laughs> in in a in a parlay on a money line parlay where they just had to win. Yep. And they the almost right. got there, and over it was just so brutal. And like, so I sweated every single play. It was the most. It was the craziest like so game bad. from like when you have a lot of money on on. Yes. Them. It was just Zay Jones is thirteen bucks by the way. Okay, so I mean, nobody will play him. No one. No. He's not Absolutely listed not. anywhere, and he looked good. He, he looked like the wide receiver one once Waller went out. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, not a main play for sure. Uh, I wrote down Van Jefferson uh, as a cheap play with your Stafford um, guy. He was 14 bucks if, if uh, Beckham is out, which would make sense for them. Like even if he's just hobbled a little, you'd think that they'd be able to handle Jacksonville without him. Um, so uh, Van Jefferson at 14 could be in a good spot. Um, you know, they're obviously Cooper cup. We'll, we'll get to in a second here, but uh, Jacksonville is 32nd in DVOA versus the pass 27th DVP to wide receivers. Um, Van Jefferson certainly could have some upside here. And then there's like, from a value perspectives, there's two on the, you know, on the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals side, always, you know, Higgins finally goes off. Right. But he's still 15 bucks. And um, he his base he's he and Jamar Chase are like comparable like wide receiver ones like they're basically like the same and you're getting you know Jamar Chase is down to, is at twenty seven dollars yeah he has more of that big play upside but Higgins is like the clear go to um, I think and then there's Tyler Boyd who's you know always going to be inexpensive sitting there at eleven dollars so if you need some cheap digging plays those are the guys I had who you got. Yeah, so we, we totally agree on, on Van Jefferson, Hunter Renfro. I think they're by far the best values. Higgins, again, is too cheap. Other guys I wrote down, I think there's one more in that that clear value tier, and it's Brandon Ayuk without Debo. So yep. those four guys, I think, are the best options. If you're looking for super cheap guys, Marvin Jones, Jawan Jennings. Jennings apparently is going to be the number two without Debo. But I don't think you have to go that deep this week. I think those middle guys in Van, Renfro, Higgins, Ayuk are the best plays. And then, of course, we have the spend-up options and the twenty, the twenty-five dollar range. We love hitting so hard. There are a bunch of guys in that range this week. I guess the big question is, and I think the value at running back allows you to do this, Chris, is can you or will you play up, pay up for Cooper Cup? 
Yeah, so um, you can. Um, am I going to? Probably not. Um, let me see here. Let's look at one thing. Um, so he's, he's thirty-eight dollars still. So he's I mean, gonna he's he's hitting optimal bills and you and optimal builds. Yeah, you can you can do it easily. I didn't realize how easy it is to get him. Um, so he, I think he will be popular. So there's a lot of safety there. How much is the ceiling in this spot? I don't know. Um, you know how much they, they run against Jacksonville in a game that they should be able to control. If like Jacksonville hangs in with them, Cooper Cup could absolutely go berserk in this spot. So even at 38 bucks, there is a monster ceiling. I did have them written written down. The range that I liked the best, I kind of started it with your IUK play. I was like $18 to like $22. Like there's there's a bunch, there's three plays that I, I think are all really strong. So I think Brandon Ayuk, like you said, with Devo out. Um, is a really strong play. I think Jalen Waddle uh, at $21 is a very strong play. He's the clear wide receiver one um, in a in a great matchup against the Giants, who in, in Miami should be able to win this game. And he's seventh overall in the league in targets, and he's got four touchdowns on the season. And um, so I'd be lying if I didn't like him. There's also Tyler Lockett, who is, has big game upside any any time at $21. Yes, their offense has struggled a little bit, but you know he did have a couple of nice big gainers against uh, Washington. He got 96 yards. He didn't get the go up for 100 yards for anyone who was playing a showdown that slate, but um, for the bonus, but and didn't get in the end zone, but certainly has a slate winning upside. Um, then there's my favorite of all of them is Scary Terry McLaurin, 22 bucks. Um, uh, the, the Raiders, 25th DVOA versus the pass. He's seventh in target share in the season, five TDs, 10th in targets on the season amongst all wide receivers. Uh, clear wide receiver one with massive big play upside, probably has more touchdown, could have had more touchdowns this season so far. Um, and he's he's cheap. He's twenty two bucks. Um, I, I definitely will have baller entries pairing him with Heineke, but um, I think he'll probably be in my main main lineup at least at this point. Um, and then from there, we got like the choice I wrote down, like the high end guys. I'm not Keenan Allen is right in the middle at twenty five, and with him, you're just banking on tons of targets. His lack of TDs has hurt him this season. Um, and you know, if you dig into the matchup, it's a little, he's got like the tougher matchup against the Bengals. They have that really good slot corner, um, Mike Hilton or help. Yeah. I think it's Hilton. Um, he's very good, but, um, anyways, Justin Jefferson is a beast at $32, kind of like right in between the Cooper cup and Keenan Allen range. Um, he's third and, and, receiving yards total 10th in tds he's, he's an alpha he's getting better every week he just is, is a beast and has a, a juicy matchup against the lions and then cooper cup so like that was my pool i wrote down yeah i mean we're on the same page i like all of those guys um yeah cooper cup at the top justin jefferson i like deontay johnson too at 25 both him and keenan allen are kind of in the same mode of getting there on targets and deontay johnson's targets have just been crazy in games that he's fully played so i think he's in the mix as well and just one point about terry mclaurin at 22 bucks fantastic play and this happens this has happened a couple times for us as we've as we've talked through the plays and we end up on a game by the end of the show that We've talked about a play at every single position from that game. And I don't think this game is like super sneaky because the total is 50 and, you know, the highest total on the week is, is 50 or 50 and a half. 
But, you know, we keep naming plays from this game. So we got a couple of receivers. We're going to have a running back or two, a tight end. We talked about the quarterback. So I think stacking this this uh, football team in, in Raiders game is going to be profitable. And most of the guys are super cheap, which allows you to pay up elsewhere. Yep. I mean, there is there's plays at every position because we're going to get to uh, running backs in a minute. But um, Gibson certainly is is going up now that uh, J.D. McKissick has already been ruled out for this weekend. And then we uh, we do have the uh, Moreau chalk uh, at the tight end position on the Raiders to discuss. So um, anyone else you want to mention here before we kick it on over to running backs? Yeah, I think we have to mention the Tampa Bay receivers in yep. that high total game after disappointing everyone last week. And then if, if you can stomach it, DK Metcalf, right? The talk this week, uh, you know, only a couple targets last week. We got to give him the ball more. He's affordably priced. If you want to go the rush route, you can pair with him, or you can just play him by himself. But I think DK Metcalf, no one's going to touch him, and he has uh, obviously has two touchdown upside. I mean, you can do a double stack pretty easily of that one with uh, Metcalf Lockett too, as well with Russ because he's priced at twenty five. Yep. I mean, normally it's thirty five bucks for Russ, right? Twenty twenty nine for DK, and Lockett's usually always somewhere around that range. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with all of those. Um, all right, running backs. This is where we can feel good. Like we got some really strong plays, um, and also some real chalk where we can discuss potentially fading some of them. Um, you know, coming in as the top value plays and probably the most owned two running backs on the slate are going to be number one is going to be Alexander Madison at 18 bucks. He's playing Detroit, um, 28th in DVOA versus the run, 28th in DVP to running backs. Um, he has, we've seen, we have a template already of we've, we've seen him with cook out this season so far in two games without cook, he averaged almost 27, 26 carries 113 yards. He's going to be extreme chalk. Um, also averaged seven targets, uh, over those two games, super easy play extreme chalk. Um, maybe we should handle it a little differently in the baller and take an under underweight stance, but, um, for a main lineup, I think he has to be in it. Um, the other one, Jamal Williams, uh, on the other side of that same game, DeAndre Swift is out. Um, Minnesota has gotten gashed by the, uh, the run all season. They're 29th in DVOA versus the run. Uh, so when Williams was out, uh, Swift had 70% snaps. And so I think we can just kind of, you know, think that uh, Williams will see the same 70% snap share if that's the case. Um, you know, and this is a guy who had experience of being a three down back in the past when, you know, when Aaron Jones was out. So I think we know what we're getting with him and he's cheap. He's 16 bucks. So I think he's a really strong play. If I had to fade one or the other, I'd probably, Williams would probably be the fade, I think, um, over Madison. But again, the, the what works against Madison is the fact that it very Justin Jefferson could go absolutely nuclear in this game. Adam Thielen is an end zone threat, could go absolutely nuclear in this game. So there are paths for him to fail, right? Like if some of these other guys have big games. We should, um, other one, uh, Miles Gaskin. The, I like, I, I feel terrible about this play because I want, I, I thought he was such a good fade last week. Um, and uh, I do like him this week. And it's not because of results of last week at all. Um, it's basically because the Giants are so bad against the run. They're 31st in DVOA. Um, this is a guy who just 
gets a lot of uh, red zone carries. So he, he has 30 red zone carries on the season. He has not been a very efficient. He was pretty good last week with them. So he's improving. Maybe the offensive line is getting a little bit healthier. Um, and the, the Giants have all the seventh most rushing yards, the sixth uh, most reception receiving yards to, to running backs. So Gaskin, I, I like, he's just still too cheap. I like him in this spot. And then there's Antonio Gibson. I'll let you talk about with uh, McKissick out. Yeah, so McKissick out, and uh, obviously that opens up the passing game role, which was really limiting Gibson's ceiling for most of the year. And I think a lot of people, a lot of season-long fantasy drafters expected him to step into that full-time role, and it never just it never materialized. But now we got Gibson with McKissick officially ruled out at $21. We saw Gibson have his highest target share of the season last week, and that should continue in a three-down role. And uh, uh, Ron Rivera already said that Jared Patterson would not fill that role. We talked about Wendell Smallwood coming up from the practice squad. None of these guys are going to threaten Gibson's role. And at 21 bucks, we get a three down running back who's talented. Who's electric. electric Absolutely electric. Right? And, he is. and so we get something I just very, very clear values this week. All the guys you mentioned, plus Gibson. And the biggest question, like you said, is Alexander Madison and what we do with him. And uh, Jim Sonis, who's a friend of mine, he works at Number Fire. They have they're owned by FanDuel, so he gets access to all the FanDuel data, and he writes a lot of really smart stuff. Him and I think alike. And so he, he wrote a bunch of stuff on Madison this week, and he was writing it in the context of FanDuel, and that this week is is different in two ways from the last couple of times we've played Madison as a full time running back. The first one is that his price is much different on those sites. FanDuel and DraftKings were tired of it, right? They just made him seventy six hundred on DraftKings, eighty seven hundred FanDuel. But we don't have that problem. He's literally $18 on, on Yahoo. They're begging us to play him. But if you are looking for that reason to fade him, Madison, if you look at efficiency metrics, he's like 35th out of 36 of, of qualifying running backs in, in uh, expected points per play. So if he doesn't get the, the necessary volume, he might not get there. And then two, he had those those big uh, volume games when Cook was out when uh, the only other guy on the roster was Amir Abdullah. But now they have this rookie who's already had two return touchdowns and Mike Zimmer has talked about, he need, they need to get him more work on offense. Uh, Kane Nuwangu who's looked electric. So if he does somehow eat into Madison's role and Madison isn't as efficient, he could bust. But I mean, Chris, 18 bucks for, for this situation, that price is, it's, it's really, really tough to pass up all that being said. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in my main lineup. It's whether it's so in the baller, am I going to go under the field for him? I think I am. I think I'm probably going to, I think I, I projected ownership. I'm, I'm seeing like 35 to 40% projected ownership at this point right now. So I'll probably cap him at like 25% just to be a little bit under or something. I think maybe that, that is an approach. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the, the issue is right. Like if he was the only guy that would be tough, but we have a lot of value guys this week. So Jamal's $2 cheaper. Gibson's $3 more expensive. We might get Sonny Michelle at $13, right? So you know, he could do well and still not make the optimal lineup. It's not like he's the only smash value guy on the slate. Yep. Um, and then, all right, there's a, there's another range here too. So then a little bit up from there, we've got to at least talk about Lenny again. Uh, <laughs> are, you ready, are you ready to talk about it? Oh my God. So he's 25 bucks, <laughs> but he's in a great matchup this time. So that's, that's the thing is I thought the matchup was so bad. The, the offense passes so much. But like then looking back on it, I was like, well, maybe I should have been a little bit higher because of, you know, the, the Bucks were were decent favorites in a, in a good spot. Um, and, uh, you know, they're 11 point favorites in a good spot against Atlanta, who's who is bad. This is a this is a really strong matchup for um, for Fournette this week. 
Um, almost eight targets per game over the last three is kind of what stood out to me. So he is a passing game weapon. And I, and I just know from being the new England guy and just always with Brady's like, he's always looking to, to utilize the running back in passing plays. So I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to fade him again. I, I think <laughs> at least but he's not the chalk this week and he won't destroy you. If I think he's going to be pretty chalky though. I think there's going to be, a, I think so. But maybe that comes down now with a lot of this news breaking. Um, so I'll probably I'll probably look to ownership a lot on this one as as we get closer to Sunday. That's fair because I mean, there's, but, so we we have those 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 cheap guys, and then we have Jonathan Taylor, who we haven't really talked about, yeah. obviously in a great spot. But if you, if you take away the stud plus the values, then there's that that range that's really nice. Mixon is priced up more this week than he has been all year. But he, again, we talked about the matchup already. Uh, run funnel, great spot. Eckler, James Conner, Elijah Mitchell, like all these guys are in great spots too. So there's, there's a lot of ways to differentiate if you don't believe in the stars and scrubs method this week. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs is even there a little bit banged up potentially, but he's 19 bucks. But the thing with him is the touchdown equity that you can, you know, they do like to, to get him into the end zone. So that's there, but yeah. So like that, then the next range, it's Jonathan Taylor. Well, the next range actually is Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler who are both in, fabulous spots it's a little bit of sticker shock with mixings he's been you know so much cheaper all season but you know this guy's been great like workload has been amazing the matchup is amazing against the chargers who are 32nd dead last dvoa versus the run and they just dare you to run it and run it and run it all game and that cincinnati will oblige and will yeah, feed mixing and he's looked awesome so um i like him uh, I like Austin Eckler on the on the other side since he allows the most targets to running backs. I mean, what does that spell? Uh, it spells Eckler, right? Like, um, and they're they they've allowed ten more targets to running backs than any other team in the NFL. Um, so I think that's a good spot. So I think there's a lot of options here. Um, there's Cordero Patterson, right? Yep. Who yep. you know broke you know was a was a huge piece for winning lineups last week. Um, and you get that that nice uh, wide receiver. I mean, so that's what it is. We, we've been talking about this is that, you know, you're getting legit wide receiver upside um, with him, although he only had three targets last week. But, you know, he you know, he was extremely efficient in the running game. He did get in the end zone. Um, and there's a lot more meat on the bone in the passing game with him, you know, even on weeks like that. And, he, and they were supposed to you know, that was his first game back. Too, right. he was he was hobbled up, and so uh, he he passed the test. So I think we can expect um, a lot from him this week. Um, like you said, Eli Mitchell, like that was someone like I was saying, like who did who did I, you know, I'm I'm sitting there like drooling over Dalvin Cook last week or or uh, CMC when in like totally forgot about Eli Mitchell and without uh, Michael Hasty, right? And he just yeah three down and, like. At once he started going off, I was like, how did I, I was so stupid. Why didn't I just play this guy? Right. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's in play. Um, uh, man, I could get behind David Montgomery. I don't know. Um, we'll see. He's a, he's, he's someone I actually like more than, and general consensus. I've always thought he's an extremely good running back. Um, maybe it's, you know, maybe that game, you know, with the, the increased plays, maybe the, the Bears will feed him a bunch. I don't know. It's not not doesn't feel great, but 
22 bucks. He's he's got to be in that range for me. I'm trying to look here if there's anyone else. I got one gross play oh, for you. You we got it, and then and then hit us with Miles Sanders. Oh, that wasn't even the gross play, but yeah, the Sanders. Yeah, with uh, so Jordan Howard already ruled out. Boston Scott hasn't practiced all week with an illness, still questionable to play. And now they get the Jets. So and hurts with an ankle issue, you know, right. with a sprained ankle. So will they actually give him the ball? Will they play him more than fifty percent of the snaps? That's the big question. You'd have to think if they do, this is the spot. Uh, That's who I was talking about. Like, like I was so eager to to play a bunch of Miles Sanders last week <laughs> that I totally forgot about Eli Mitchell. That's what it was. That's oh, what I was saying. That feels real good after after the games end. Yeah. God. The gross play. Yeah. He only so got good. nine rushing attempts, like Sanders, like in a, in a game where I thought they were going to pound it with him. So it's, oh, yeah. I know he got banged up a little bit, but he was yeah. fine on the sidelines. So I, I don't know. It's it's surprising that he doesn't get a full workload. But the last play I'll give you is your boy, former New England Patriot, Rex Burkhead. So Ingram, oh, no. Ingram's gone. Philip Lindsay's gone. David Johnson didn't practice, likely out on Friday. Now we get $10 Burkhead with no one else to compete with touches. It is the Texans. But he has ten bucks. Yeah, 30, he's there. I just ignored him. But like, yeah, thirty-three touches the last two games, and that was with David Johnson. So, I just don't think I need to go there. I don't. Yeah, I don't uh, think you do either. Maybe, maybe in in tournaments, you 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 played a little differently, and you get a couple extra studs in and play Burkhead. And but. he and he has like I just don't see them being very successful against the Colts. But maybe I'm I'm wrong. He's min price, so I get it too. Like he's got the full. And he, he could be utilized in the passing game. Yeah. And he should be, you know. Um, yeah, I, I could do that, a little of that. Um, all right. We got anyone else or let's move it on? I, I can definitely conclude that segment with Rex Burkhead for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not a lot to say after that one. Um, all right. Let's uh, close it out with uh, tight end. Um, we have in – Someone who's going to be extremely chalky, I think, Foster Moreau um, with Darren Waller out. Um, Washington, 30th DVOA versus the pass, 20th DVP to the tight end. Um, week seven, Waller was out. Uh, Moreau had 100% of the snaps. That's probably the, the biggest indicator we need to see. Um, he had a decent game. He was six for six. You know, he had six targets, made all six catches. For only 60 yards and a touchdown, but that's certainly fine for an $11 price tag. If that happens again, uh, could could blow that through the water too in this matchup. So, um, like that, Kyle Pitts is just like man, he's busted everybody all season long. He's prices come down a little. He's $17 in a game where they're gonna have to pass to keep up with uh, Tampa. But the problem is, will they keep up with Tampa? I mean that. You know, so that, that's tough. But, you know, Tampa is a pass funnel. It would make sense for Pitts to, you know, be good. And especially with um, having Cordero Patterson, like that's that's a big key. Having like both of those guys, at least if there's just one, it's just too easy to shut. Shut the one down. Um, I don't know. Uh, then there's Dallas Goddard, who I played for his half a fantasy point last <laughs> week, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got a I got point nice point five from him, uh, but uh, is against the Jets. I am going to you know go down swinging with Dallas Goddard. Um, he needs to be utilized more. Um, he's run bad in that game the week before where he could have had two touchdowns, which he didn't. Um, I don't know what I mean. Hertz was just horrible 
against the Giants, and that game was just awful, an awful bust any for for from all angles, as it was only 13, 20 points total scored in that game. But, you know, looking ahead, uh, I can get behind him. Um, and then we have, like, three top-end plays, right, like that at least make you feel a little better. Number one would be Gronk. It's insanely obvious to anyone watching the Bucks that, you know, he is the safety valve for, for Tom Brady. When there's a big play to be had, he's going to Gronk. He's always looking for Gronk. There's that trust, that chemistry there. Um, 10 targets, 123 yards last week. Did not find the end zone. Still was a great play, uh, just on volume. Um, he looks healthy to me, and that's, like, the most important thing. He's – I don't know what he's on, but he's he looks amazing this season. Um, then there's Mark Andrews, $22. And we can fit all these guys because of the value at running back. And, you know, especially if we, you know, like, like the lower range of QBs um, or if we fade Cooper cup. Um, but uh, Mark Andrews uh, is pretty much second in every category to Kelsey Our targets, catches and wide res- uh, and, and sorry, in tight end receiving yards um, across the board. So he's number two and everything um, just uh, not a ton of touchdowns, but you know, Lamar is going to get, He's, he's going to come out in one of these one of these weeks. And Andrews is his clear guy. Did have a touchdown in the the last week, uh, last time they played. So I, I like him on the high end. I also he pairs with Lamar easily. Uh, and I like George Kittle. I mean, when is Kittle going to explode? Well, it could be this week without Debo Samuel, right? Like maybe it won't be because the, I don't know what they're doing. They're just not utilizing him enough. But it would make a lot of sense and he's only $23 and it wouldn't shock me if he rips off for over a hundred yards and has two touchdowns on the day. And uh, I mean, he's a beast. So that's good. That's what I got. Yeah, no, I, we're all completely on the same page, right? Moreau should be the biggest value, probably the chalk tight end because it's only, again, only $11, hundred percent of snaps. It's, it's hard to, to pass that up. So to me, the easiest pivot is to just pay up at the position. And I agree with all three of those top guys, Gronk, Andrews, Kittle. And yeah, if Kittle's going to explode, it's going to be without Debo, who's commanding. You know, his target share hasn't been obviously that impressive, but his usage in the run game has taken plays away from the other playmakers. And this will be a game that they could get Kittle more involved. So um, yeah, I, I actually I like paying up at the position this week. Obviously, I think Moreau's a great play, but if you're looking for a differentiation spot, that's easily one. Do you have a preference of those three? Which one you'd rather play? Uh, which three? Uh, Gronk, Andrews, and Kittle. I, 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 I mean, my New England homerism, so uh, Gronk <laughs> sticks out. I really don't at this. I mean, George, I just have that feeling that Kittle's going to erupt. Me too. Spidey so, senses, like it's, it's, it's tingling. Like I feel it too. And there's no tangible data, but, but I think we've played long enough. We see these spots and we know when it's going to happen without fully being able to explain it. Yeah. And you, you, we just know, we just know there's a ceiling there. We, we, yep from past. So, and it just makes too much sense. But um, so I think Kittle would be my guy and he'll probably be, let me check out a project. He'll probably be the least owned of all right. of those guys. Like, I don't, I don't see him projected for much ownership at this point. Maybe that'll change as we get going, but you know, he, he hasn't really deserved much, much love. He did have a decent game against Arizona who that also leads us to um, Cole Komet. Uh, who's playing Arizona, um, a little bit banged up, but he returned uh, to practice this week. He got 11 targets last week. Um, the problem is there's always that – some reason they are always, they love to love to go to Jimmy Graham. Um, so annoying. Yeah, but uh, 
you know, from a target perspective, connect, um, and he's min price. So I can get behind that. Um, oh, Gerald Everett. Uh, I think he's had more tar over the last three games has had more targets than both Lockett and Metcalf. That's a cool um, offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got, he's cheap too. And if you're looking for a cheap pivot away from, from Moreau, he could be your guy. Yeah, so Komet and, and Everett would be the pivots. Jared Cook is in like a top matchup against the Bengals who are really struggle against opposing tight ends, but it's extremely volatile. Uh, you know, he doesn't you know we don't he doesn't command a ton of targets each week. But uh I could see him being a decent pivot. No thank you on James O'Shaughnessy. I know people are gonna start touting him a little bit, maybe, but um yeah, you know, only a, I wish Logan Thomas was cheap. I know. Well, I was just about to say, I, I kind of like that range for tournaments, right? People are going to pay down or pay up. If you that eighteen to nineteen dollar range with Logan Thomas, Mike Isicki, Pat Fryermuth, like, and and you can include Kyle Pitts in, in that range as well. Like, I don't think they'll be that popular. They'll go overlooked, and all of them have touchdown upside. So, I think it's a, you know good tournament options if you're playing if you're playing a bunch of lineups to include those guys. Yep. Um, there's Gasecki against the Giants. Yep. Eighteen bucks. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, all right, what about uh, stacks? You got your eyes on any any? Uh, what's your favorite stack? And what's what's that stack that you know you're going to end up having, but doesn't doesn't feel great? Oh man. Um, so I, I think it's kind of one in the same, right? I, I really do like it, and I do think I'll end up having it. Is that that Heineke car side? You, you like Heineke, so I'll take the car side here. I think Derek Carr. You compare him with eighteen dollar Renfro. $11 Moreau. If you want to get frisky, $13 Zay Jones, like lots of different ways to play it and just allows you to do so much with your lineup. And it does have a sneaky high total. So um, just, just pray that Josh Jacobs doesn't get all the touchdowns in that game. All right. I got a favorite stack that just came to me because oh. of the show, because okay. I started talking about these players more than I anticipated during the show. Um, so what, who was I saying that just stood out to me? That was like sneaky. $25 Russ. Oh yeah. What do we got? We got coach speak with DK Metcalf about getting him more involved. You have to get him more involved. Got reduced price there. $26. What do we have as a bring back? Well, we just talked for a couple minutes on George Kittle, how we just had our spidey senses on there. So I think that is my favorite stack as of finishing this show. So Russ to Metcalf, bring it back with Kittle. Um, and there's so many ways you can fit. You whatever could, you want. You could, you you could, yeah, you, want. You, you could you could layer in Jamal Williams and Madison Chalk with that because knowing that Russ probably won't be very chalky, you could play Jonathan Taylor too. All three of them could fit. Um, so yeah, you can you can do a lot there. Um, the and then my main one, you know, at this point I, for my main lineup, it's probably going to be Lamar. So if I'm gonna if I'm going to stack with him this week, if I do a main lineup, it'll probably just I'll just do it at the tight end and play Andrews with them um, and not have to worry about Hollywood or uh, Bateman and just hope that uh, he, he clings to Andrews. And then uh, I probably won't even bring it back because this will be like a main lineup. So I probably wouldn't right. bring But if I did, it would be Deontay Johnson or, yeah. or Claypool. Uh, he still slings it to Claypool. The problem is he's he's just so inaccurate. It's just it, they're just never they're like he never has a chance. <laughs> it's, it's like because so Ben is just watch. so bad. 
um, yeah, it's been a painful NFL season in general to watch mm-hmm. a lot of these. Like the the product has gone down this season, don't you think? I've been like saying it, that. I mean, I love football more than yeah. like, most of my family members, right? And I'm I'm every Sunday I'm watching it. But you got to admit, at some point, like the product has gone down. If if I didn't play fantasy or DFS, I'm not sure I'd be watching every single weekend. And the officiating is brutal. Like yeah. they're calling like just ridiculous. And there was nothing was on display more than that than the Cowboys game. With all, like every single pass play was pi. It's, like, it's unwatched. Like no one wants to yeah. see that. Who wants to? And so, and I counter that with NBA this season, which aren't calling fouls, right? So they're Harden's getting hacked, and they're just like, no, nope, sorry, we're not calling it. Um, and like it's 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 more fun, you know. Harden, Harden and, haters are loving that. <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're letting them play, which is all we we kind of right. really want, right? Like just let let them play. Yes, we're uh, here to see the, the athletes, not the officials. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I don't want to see a Hockley or his son Hockley. I mean, you know, <laughs> sick. The fact that I know Ed Hockley and I, I don't want to know who these people are. Right. It's like um, offensive linemen. If you hear yeah. their name, it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's been a good show. Um, I feel really good about that, Russ. I'm going to, uh, I know I'm going to talk myself on to him and maybe <laughs> the main lineup. And then it's going to be like, is Adrian Peterson going to be playing in this game? Then, if 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 Carol, it's up to Carol. He'll he'll get some carries for sure. Uh, and I'm just gonna say why. How stupid was I? <laughs> um, all right. So this has been uh, week 13, the RG DFS tournament takes podcast, and we will catch you back next week where I will be recording from Las Vegas. Um, psyched. Uh, all right. Thanks. <laughs>